Welcome to the Above the Rim Game Day podcast presented by the Penn Champions Club. I am Vince Curran along with the John R. Rockwell head coach of men's basketball, Steve Donahue. Steve, tough week this week. You took the act on the road. Uh, we talked a lot in previous broadcasts about how the one guy that didn't seem to get affected by getting sped up was Clark Slackert, and you lose him early on this trip. I got to think that had a major impact on how you attack the rest of the Houston game and obviously all of the Auburn game. Yeah, you know, it's it's unfortunate just because we use these trips to really help the younger guys come along. And Clark is such a uh, an efficient offensive player. He, he can he can manufacture things when things get rough. And um, unfortunately, it's a, it's a severe ankle injury and. I always look at the positives with this. Um, it put freshmen under fire. Uh, it put us in stressful situations. And for both those games at different times, we played well without them. We had a 20-minute stretch in Houston where we outscored them 33-31, cut it to 16. And then uh, we just weren't able to maintain it. And then at Auburn, we cut it to nine in the second half. Uh, lost the second half by one point. Um, and these are all without Clark. And I just thought, you know, the three freshmen in particular that game scored 46 points against Auburn. So I'm going to look at the positive. We put them in, under the fire for sure. Uh, and I thought in general they reacted well. Uh, and now we got to move on and we got what this year is all about. And that's the Ivy League. I know you can only say so much about Clark's injury and how long it's going to be, but it sounds like from what you're saying, severe ankle injury. I, do you expect him this weekend or are you, are you planning on giving it a go without him? Uh, he will not play this weekend for sure. So, so that'll uh, be adjustments that, to the. It's in the, the, the incredible healing hands of Dr. Phil Samko. He's going to lay hands on him and see if he can get him back as quickly as possible. Uh, what does that mean for for your lineup? How do you how do you attack that? Do you try and keep you know, traditionally? And I'm not asking you to say what you're going to do tomorrow. Traditionally, do you try and keep guys that are in that role in their same role and maybe move somebody else? So if somebody like Andrew Leskowski is used to coming off the bench, do you try and keep him in that role, or do you try and put him in the starting lineup and then move somebody else into that role that he was taking? You know, as you saw, we went with uh, Andrew uh, on against Auburn, and I, I just think he's been such a really good player this year. If anything, we probably haven't played him enough minutes, in my opinion. And now we're getting into the league. He understands the grind of this league, the toughness you need. Uh, with, you know, our us being as young as we are, I think he's someone that could step in and, get us off to good starts and probably play more minutes than he has. But uh, I, I I feel that way right now. I may feel differently going forward, but that's how we're looking at it now. What's well, you mentioned, he starts, Laskowski starts against Auburn. Looking at that game from afar, that's a game where I think he plays a ton anyway because of his length and his athleticism and his experience. And then you, you look at how you match up going forward. Like a couple of years ago, it was George Smith who was your secret weapon against Brown in the first Ivy League game, not asking you to 
divulge who your secret weapons may be, but maybe there's a, a matchup there where you say, okay, you know what? I started Laskowski here and I start somebody else against Dartmouth and I start somebody else against Cornell and Columbia. And then, you know, is it a, is it going to be a mix and match based on the matchups? Well, I think because this group without Clark, um, the all, all hands on deck, then like we got to, we got to figure out ways to, to defend better, to cut harder, to rebound better, to take care of the ball better. Cause we just don't have 20 points that Clark gave us in an efficient manner. Um, I, I see, I see real positives in uh, Nick Polonowski's play. I think he's, he's been through a lot this preseason. Now I think he's really ready to help us and everybody else from Eddie Holland and Cam Thrower and Reese McMullen and uh, obviously Johnny Walter, they're all going to be a part of this. If we're going to advance while he's out. Nobody has complained more about the way the new Ivy league schedule has shaken out where you're going to have games where you have one game in 13 days and you don't have the traditional kind of run through the season and, and go at it in a full sprint. But in this case, if you've got the red and blue colored glasses on and you're trying to buy a little time until your arguably your best player gets back in the lineup, doesn't hurt you as much as it would in years past. I totally agree. And as you said, I, I've complained as well about just the flow of our schedule and home and aways and makes no reason but now we have four games the rest of january so if you're going to miss somebody this is the time to do it um so in that case uh you know the other thing it gives you once you lose them is you got a lot of practice time so now you can really try some things and get better and that's what we're going to do you know we're going to use this as a positive and when he comes back we'll be better for it and we're going to try to win every game when he's not in this, again, kind of highlights the differences between you and me. You're focusing on the positive. You're focusing on, hey, you know what? The Eagles got 11 wins right now. They're going to be fine going into the playoffs. I'm like, I'm not even paying for playoff tickets right now. And I've, I've got a different attitude with the Quakers because I still think we can run through the league and win it. But I just love your optimism, your, your non-Delco optimism versus my Delco pessimism. I, I'm, I'm wondering how we grew up in the same county. Maybe it's different times. You're that much older than I am. I got out of, I got out of Delco for 17 years. I think that's what I got. I went through some real big therapy away from Delco. It allowed me to uh, expand my horizons and open my mind. Listen, I, I love this team. Like this it's a really good basketball team just happens to be a little inexperienced. And now even that being said, Sam Brown and Tyler Perkins have been through so much. We talked about how different the league is, but the reality of it is these kids are really seasoned now. And I think they're one of the two of the better guards in our league. And if we play as a team, I think we can be really good defensively, really good rebounding, I think we shoot the ball well, and now we got to do all the little things that help us win games. So you obviously have had some savvy media training because you said you got out of Delco. You said you had some therapy. You said you took some of the edges off. But what you're really saying is I'm stuck in a state of arrested development with my deep Delco roots. <laughs> you, talk, you talked long enough afterwards that most people would forget it. But I remember I got that Irish amnesia. I forget everything but the grudge, and I think you just threw me right under the bus and then threw it in reverse and backed over me. I think that's what we all love about you, Vin, man. You, 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 you stay true to your roots. 
You are who you are. Uh, and that's what makes you great. So let's take a look forward to Dartmouth tomorrow, the big green coming into town. What do you expect out of them? What are some keys for you to try and you know, get this kind of ragtag fugitive fleet to use the old Battlestar Galactica term to kind of gel in a game and, and, and attack in a league game? Yeah, they, they're an interesting group. Uh, they've had they've been banged up as well. Uh, the kid uh, Dosan Neskovic and Mitchell Day have been out, but they've been back. Uh, they've struggled shooting the ball, but they, they're probably the biggest team in our league. Really good positional size. Uh, and it's it's a really good defensive team. They struggled on offense. we got to make sure they continue to struggle on offense and obviously figure out ways to score against their length. Um, and that's that's something that Dave McLaughlin's always done. He's really good positional defensively. They don't beat themselves. They don't foul much. They don't give up offensive rebounds. Knowing that, you got to really be efficient and still at the same time attack them. I think that's important. It is a team that has been a thorn in the Quakers' side, especially up at Dartmouth the last two seasons. Big games that we didn't come out on the positive side of. Dartmouth has really impacted seasons for Penn the last couple of years. This year, you get them first at home. Tomorrow afternoon, 2 p.m. at the Palestra. Coach, good luck tomorrow. And go big red and blue, not big green. <laughs> Thanks, Vin, man. See you tomorrow. Thanks, this everybody. Karen. This has been the Above the Rim Game Day podcast brought, you, brought to you by the Penn Champions Club. Quakers versus Dartmouth, Saturday afternoon at the Palestra.